Now in studio in the stress list this morning, it's been Police Chief Mike Krantz. Mike, good morning, sir. Good morning. Very nice to have you here. I appreciate that. Thank you. With the legislature in session, I wanted to start out with Measure 110. Now, we had Steve Gunnels, the district attorney, in studio recently, and uh, he explained to us the difference between a, an A-class misdemeanor and a misdemeanor C. But there's other terms I'd like you to explain to me uh, and how they apply to this. Deflection and diversion. I mean, what, what are these? Yeah, deflection and diversion on their surface sounds similar, right? But um, the way they're written into some of the ideas around the changes to ballot measure 110 by the legislature are different. And uh, deflection right now is what um, we're hearing generally is what the committee that's recommending changes to the entire legislature is talking about is deflection. And that really is the idea that um, rather than being arrested up front for the charge and going th through uh, having the charges prosecutor's office and then the offer of a diversionary program where someone could go seek treatment and then show uh, completion and then come back and get their charges dismissed or reduced. Uh, de deflection starts with uh, the idea that a police officer, upon contact with somebody who has an illegal amount of, of some sort of substance, gets a citation and then is taken to a facility to where they can enter in the facility and then the charges can can be dismissed or dropped right away. So it's really it's it's slight different, but it makes a lot of a lot of difference in the front end, particularly around what the police officer does at the moment. And that's uh, that's a challenging a challenging thing for us to think about because we don't have the resources right now to understand how we, we as police officers would facilitate a deflection program. As the law is written right now, or, or, or the proposed changes, it says that the, the treatment center or the facility should share information and coordinate with law enforcement. And um, there isn't a whole lot of nuts and bolts written about how that's going to happen. So that's we're, we're concerned about the way that's written right now and what that would mean for an impact to law enforcement resources. So it's, it's a small difference. <clears throat> excuse me. It's a small difference, but it is a big difference when you talk about process. So the, what would you like to see? Um, right now, we're really recommending um, through the law enforcement lens that diversion is uh, the appropriate tactic for changing um, ballot measure 110 and, and refining it. Um, unless that there is a really well spelled out program of what deflection means and it, and it removes the police officers from the equation. Um, if if our legislature uh, moves towards a deflection program, we like to see the language basically say that police officers, once, once that contact is done, police officers are out of the equation. We're no longer responsible to facilitate the program and understand <clears throat> the coordination of the program. We really want to be done at that point um, because we just don't have the resources to then create a new program to support a deflection. That's really more on the treatment side of, of the issue and um, community uh, for the community treatment and services center to take care of and figure out how that works. Mm. The... Um, uh I'm going to anecdotally, I'm going to say that there's been a huge increase since Measure 110 came in, a huge increase in this drug problem. Am I correct? I think um, we would all agree with that. And it's really hard to measure, right? Because now we don't have the statistics to say how many more people we're contacting for um, possession because possession is no longer a crime. So the challenge is, um, anecdotally, what we see is as visible, we see a lot more open air drug use. Our community members see a lot more open air drug use. It's concerning to our community. We get a lot more complaints and our community expects us to be able to do something with that. However, it's a challenge when there's no uh, crime associated with it. So it, it puts us as law enforcement in a, in a challenging predicament as well as our community with expectations that 
that we do something when there really isn't a tool for us to do something with in policing. So um, I also believe that what we've seen is a lot of more importation of addiction um, into our communities from outside of the state. And again, that's anecdotal, and it's what our police officers are seeing on the street and what, what I hear. Um, and I think it's, it's really reflective of what our community sees as well. So um, what we saw is ballot measure 110 when it went into effect has really good intentions. Um, we don't want to see people in prison for an addiction disorder they can get treatment for, get better for, and then be contributing to our community. But what we saw was a really poor implementation of a plan um, or very little plan for that treatment and back end um, services. So we saw a failure, um, a failure in our system. It's a failure for our communities. And the legislature right now is trying to fix that. The perception of Oregon across the country with some people has been, and we've seen cases of it here, proof of it. Hey, we hung out the sign, use drugs for free here in Oregon. It's no problem. Yeah. And, and that's the concern where we, um, we saw really that importation of addiction is that if, uh, if if you are somebody who wants to use drugs and not get in trouble, um, Oregon seems like a place like you could do that. Um, there is no consequence for open air drug use, for possession, for um, for any for any of that, and for the disruption and um, harm that causes to our community afterwards. It's just uh, it's it's been um, it's been really a negative impact to our community, and we get that all the time. I hear it from our community members. Um, it's not something that as law enforcement or policing, we're just saying, we see this, this is from our community. Our community sees this and our community recognizes that there has to be a fix. And I really think all of the constituents of our elected leaders need to reach out to our elected leaders right now and tell them what they think about ballot measure 110 and how to fix it and change it because they're in committee right now deciding what they're going to present in this short session in the legislature to fix ballot measure 110. So that's happening right now. All right, and we will keep an eye on that here in the KBND News. Uh, let's move on to something that uh, certainly is enforceable. We're talking to Ben Police Chief Mike Krantz here at FM News 100.1 at 1110 KBND. Uh, you told us about plans to implement red light cameras and speed cameras. What's going on? Yeah, well, uh, we talked a little bit about it. And in this year's goals, the city council uh, really wanted us to evaluate the Bend Police Department, the implementation of red light um, photo enforcement and radar speed photo enforcement. So we evaluated it, presented that last month to city council, and they um, agreed that they would like uh, the police department to move forward with an implementation plan of what this uh, of this program. So our goal right now is, is shooting for a summer of 25 implementation. That may be a little aggressive. Uh, we're working through it right now because we're starting that beginning. Um, but essentially, what we all know is, and in our community, our surveys uh, reflect this, that our community, 70 plus to 80 plus percent of our community thinks of speed and red light running are dangerous driving behavior and want it addressed. They've asked for more enforcement. They've asked for more police officer resources for enforcement. Um, and they really think that that's a safety issue. And, and I agree. I think nationally, we see one third of the fatalities um, in traffic crashes connected to speed. So, um, and 127,000 serious injuries a year in the, in the United States from red light runners. So those are something that we can address through technology. Um, rather than having a police officer on every corner, we really we can use the technology that exists. Couple that with the data that we have to identify the most dangerous intersections where the most crashes occur. We respond to about 2,400 crashes a year in the city. Um, that's a lot of crashes. Uh, and, and then use technology to change behavior. And that's really what we're doing is trying to change driver behavior to understand that red lights mean stop because running red lights cause, cause serious safety issues and, and harm to our community. And that uh, speed, speed increases um, fatality or serious injuries and crashes, so slow down. 
And that's what we're uh, moving towards. Our, our biggest start with this is education in our community. We don't want to do anything with our, without our whole community knowing what we're doing. Um, transparency with our data. We want to make sure that we share the data that we have. People know exactly where these places are at. That's not trying to be a trick. We want, we'll have plenty of signage, plenty of warnings to let people know that, for instance, this intersection is um, enforced with the red light camera. We want people to know that because the goal is to change behavior. And um, the secondary goal is that we don't want to do this alone. Um, yes, our city council asked us to move forward, and as a police department, we're responsible for enforcement. But we want our community to be advocates of this program and support it. We won't, don't want it to be um, really something that our community doesn't want or doesn't like, because this comes from um, the people here saying they want to be safer in traffic. Have you identified the locations that you would like to start with? We've looked at a few through data, but we haven't really refined all the data yet. Um, we do know that we have some intersections that are more a, a little more um, problematic around crashes. Highway 20 and 27th, um, for instance, Cooley and Highway 97, Powers and 97, Reed Market and 3rd, um, Franklin and 3rd, Greenwood and 3rd. 3rd has a lot of crashes, as you can imagine. It's one of the main corridors. Um, so again, those are just preliminary looks at some of our crash data, but we really need to narrow it down. We need to work with whatever vendor ultimately we go with and to identify what's the best placement of different uh, systems. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on the progress of that as uh, things go along this year. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, thank you. Ben Police Chief Mike Krantz has been here with us this morning on the KBND Morning News. Have a great day. Thank you. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.